0: how's everyone doing welcome to the stream it's very exciting uh we have special guest here i am andres toth uh hopefully i i pronounce that okay you did um... a legendary job man i'm impressed yes <laughs> i think i i listened to you yesterday for like a second just to see and then i heard it i was like got it Sweet. <laughs> uh we're super happy to have you on our, our channel we, we've been wanting to do this for a while uh because our channels we just always felt like are really similar you know you're all about chess improvement and um, from what I've seen on your YouTube, like, I really like the kinds of videos and like advice and, and content you're, you're making. So super stoked to have you on here. And we have a lot of, um, I think, mutual fans as well. People always tell us, like, we have to get you on. Yeah, thank
1: you, sir. I I indeed think that uh, we are like-minded people and we do similar stuff. So let's not look upon it as rivalry, but uh, friends, right? So thank you. I, I'm honored to be here for sure. Thank you. Gold crossover. Look, look at that man. Gold <laughs> crossover like uh, that. That is my take on this
0: too. I wish. <laughs> That's right. That stands for greatest of all time in case Jesse is watching. All oh. right so yeah today um well we are going to be ranking the top chess books that have come out basically in the last 20 years since 2001. Uh, earlier with Jesse and David uh we ranked the uh, best books of all time we felt before 2001 that's all up on on YouTube if you guys if you guys haven't seen that you can go check that out uh, but David and Jesse they haven't read most of the books that are on uh, the list here and so it would have it would have been hard for them to rank a bunch of books that they they haven't read so it's me and Andres and we, we haven't read everything here but um, I feel like we mostly can cover um, our basis um actually let me start off with just a big fat disclaimer slash blanket apology (laughs) 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 this is just going to be our opinions guys okay so i know there's a ton of amazing chess books out there and so many good books i know everyone has their favorite but we haven't read everything and we're only going to talk about what we've read you know and rank what we've read uh, of course so um, if we haven't read the book, or if we don't mention it, doesn't mean it's not good, it doesn't mean it's not great, it just means, you know, we haven't come across it yet. Um, yeah, so, we put up a list of uh, all the books that, um, or a bunch of the books that were mentioned, we asked on Twitter, like, what what are your favorite books, these are also a lot of the books that we'll be ranking today. Um, Andres has a couple books not on the list, so those will be Surprise Weapons. That's and... it, that's it. <laughs> There's a
1: countermeasure to embarrass you for you embarrassing me for not reading some of these books basically that's what it is
0: called, yeah? <laughs> nice nice and then uh we have these series at the bottom so these are actually just really tough to rank because a lot of the books in these series are kind of like hard to differentiate uh, between one another a lot of people suggested yusupov is some of the best books out there but my feeling was and i just agree there's like the series is kind of a different category uh, of books and these series are all amazing. We might rank them at the end just for fun um, But uh, actually I think there's one exception I put thinking inside the box on the list that's from uh, Grandmaster Agard's GM prep series But apart from that there weren't a lot of books that really can separate themselves So these are the best series we're gonna be talking about just individual books today um, Okay, I, I want you to have the last books. I'll go first and uh, my 10th choice from this list, let me confirm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to choose this book, but it kind of snuck in at the end. Um, my 10th best book is the AlphaZero book, Game Changer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the most... Uh, I won't spoil it. Um, <laughs> I, I really like Game Changer. This is by Matthew Sadler and Natasha Reagan. Actually, I have it here, a bunch of the books here, in case anyone is wondering. What it looks like. Um, really, really amazing book. Obviously, Alpha Zero like shocked the world a couple of years ago with, with some amazing games. This amazing match versus Stockfish, and since then, Leela has just been like completely like changing how we think about certain types of positions, and really like uh, totally revolutionized uh, like computer chess. Um, and I really just enjoyed the book. I just thought like they went through the games really, really well. Have Have you read this one, Andrish? No. Oh okay. So
1: um so I'm very glad you picked it because you can talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh so I, I thought the way they explained the games was uh fascinating. I thought there's uh, the book was like well organized like really really good chapters. just in a very very enjoyable read. I didn't really talk about my criteria for these books, but I'm obviously looking for like high instructional value like you can learn a lot. Um but also the book has to be very enjoyable. Like you you're not going to learn if you don't get through the book. So I think that's just really important uh aspect of that so that's my number 10 book all right over to you sir uh
1: i don't like you anymore (laughs) i don't i don't like you anymore so from this list and i can't pick any of the series at the bottom right
0: well if there's like one book out of the series that you really like you can definitely choose that one
1: Right. Because see, for example, from the Dworetsky School of Chess Excellence, I actually happen to have it on my desk right now. So I will be a show off because, uh, you are being a show off too. And I can't, I can't stand it that you're taking all the glory, sir. So one of my all time favorite books is definitely School of Chess Excellence, the tactical, mm-hmm. uh, the tactical play, which is book two now. I don't actually know where we are going to put this book on the list, but because if I picked it up, I'm going to replace it somewhere. Cause to just to ruin your plan, we'll place it somewhere on the list, but not next last. Um, I tell you what I think about this book and I have already spoken about this on my channel, but I will probably repeat it a little bit. I love that book. It's an amazingly good value book, but it's a hard one. And I think that some of the difficulty with making a list like this is that it's very difficult to find your target audience. Because what is a very good book for a 2,200 FIDE rated player might be an absolute uh, gibberish, not understandable, you know, like science book for someone who is 1,700. And this book actually classifies as a perfect example of that. It's a very difficult book in my opinion, because you really need to follow what he's saying. And there are lots of very deep, very long variations. But the examples are masterfully selected, which is such a forte of, uh, Dvoretsky's, by the way, in any department. Oh, I'm doing another rule here, right? Because Dvoretsky's name is twice on the book, uh, on the list now. Shoot. Well, what's your, What will you do with me now, sir? I just realized that we have got a Dvoretsky already on the.
0: Yeah, we got the oh. endgame manual. We, we can definitely discuss it. The idea was like, you know, we, we choose one, one book for author. So the author can't show up twice. As good right. as the is uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, man, the, the guy is, has got so much value out there, it, it's tough. But then I will uh, slide, then I will just quickly see me. Uh, I'll go over to Endgame Manual. The Endgame Manual is a brilliant book, uh, undoubtedly. I've interestingly enough, and I said it also on my channel, that um, it's a, a bit funnily structured for my liking. So that that's the only negative thing that I can bring up about the endgame manual, that it's a little bit oddly structured for my liking. Uh for example, compared to the clarity of uh, hundred end endgames you must know, which I think is a little bit easier to digest. So again, the Dvoretsky Endgame Manual is a book that is I think um starts off as quite easy, but then at points becomes very hard and difficult to understand or follow.
0: Right.
1: Uh, but it's a, an absolutely essential uh, end game book on anyone's, uh, chess bookshelf. So, I don't know, man. Let's put it
0: somewhere, somewhere on the list. I will leave it up to you. Now, someone, I wouldn't put someone brought up, up a good point though, top. um, on the, on the tactical playbook, is that one of the ones that, um, Yusupov wrote together with Dvoretsky? Like, is his name on it? That would be a really good, uh... Um, it, I, I think they did
1: it together, but it doesn't have Yusupov's name on the cover. So now I'm going to look into it to see what's going on in there. But, uh, Yusupov name, Yusupov's name doesn't seem to appear anywhere in it. I thought that they did it together. Like they did so many other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're not, this, right.
1: this particular one does not have Yusupov's name attached to it, which doesn't mean a thing by the way, but, uh, I'm afraid that this will have to go down as a Tvoretsky book, sadly.
0: Okay, well, that's right. I mean, if you felt strongly about it, we could certainly put, you know, if that's your 10th favorite book of all time, or last 20 years, you know, it can definitely, uh...
1: Oh, yeah, I I would, I would put that book definitely in, um, alongside with the endgame manual. I would say that in my life, they represent equal value. Easy.
0: Okay. Okay, I see. Yeah, that was also the idea, is that the, um, like... Okay, uh, people are very familiar with the Endgame Manual, and it's well-known as just this amazing book. So it's kind of like a placeholder for all all things diverse. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, kind S- of the... S- put on the list, mate, Dvoretsky without a book. <laughs> okay, but you don't, you don't know where you want it yet. Yeah, I'm not making your life easy, so I'm a bit hesitant. <laughs> you can change it later. Uh, when Perlstein was on here, he, he, he gave us his five favorite openings, and then he switched them up. <laughs> That, that, come on, that's cheating. We can't do that. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's
1: totally fine. Yeah, well, we'll have to play it a little bit uh, uh, by the year. That's, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So. Maybe
0: I'll put it like number four, number five. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, let's
1: let, let, let's roll with that. Let's roll with that. Okay, you gotta say number. Let's, put, let's put it five and just for the bang bang middle, so people can start hating on me. Okay. Oh no.
0: How is that? Good, except I realize I'm gonna have to adjust. By My the mistake way, was I, I didn't oh. make it big enough so I could crop it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to
1: officially thank you for inviting me to the stream and to this collab, by the way. Um,
0: oh, of course.
1: You, you, you have been trying to have me and I uh, knocked back <laughs> a couple of occasions. Not because of, you know, anything is just uh, life is busier than it should be.
0: Yeah, no, we're super oh. stoked to have you here.
1: The ice, How are you going, folks? I'm reading the chat in the meantime. No, I did there see the go. list, um, um, I opened it up half an hour before the chat, so, yeah, thank you, Zedrak, I appreciate that, I hope you are going to enjoy them.
0: Um, okay, well, yeah, I, I had a lot more time to think about the list than, than I understood, so, <laughs> we'll cut him some slack. Yeah. more importantly, you had time to read the books. That's also true. <laughs> Um, okay, my number 9 book, it was really hard, guys, to choose between, we're just gonna have disclaimers on every choice. Um, I ultimately went with Secrets of Modern Chess Strategy, Watson. Um, great book. Oh, this is gonna have to get fixed again. My bad. Really could have seen this one coming. Um, I'm just gonna put Diboretsky.
1: Kostya, how do you rate that whilst you are typing it in versus Chess Strategy in Action by the same author?
0: Uh, is that, that also did, I put, you on? Also did Watson? I put you on the spot now?
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Um, honestly, I'm not familiar with Chess Strategy in Action, so. So that's
1: basically this. Well, it's not exactly a second edition, but it's an it's an updated version or a second thought of th- on things oh, by so. uh, Watson. Um, I found that book uh, quite fascinating, actually so yeah it's just an interesting thing i wanted to mention that uh, they are both uh, very good books in fact watson is a great author in my opinion full stop
0: yeah absolutely um yeah i really like watson and um well this book secrets of modern trust strategy this was kind of like i guess um overall is like watson like examining my system and kind of like updating it which i thought was just so cool i remember reading it when i was at uh, an appropriate level, I think around like 1800 or so, maybe actually I was a little bit advanced, but I felt like I was missing some fundamentals, so I, I took a look at this book. Um, people were also yeah. asking for us to mention wh- which levels these books are for, and I think that, that's really important actually, what, what Andre said about Deveretsky is that actually most of Deveretsky's books are are High really level. advanced. Yes. Yeah. And um, they're not going to be for for everyone. Um, in fact, the game Manual, I feel like there's a lot of endgame books to go through, I think, before one is ready for the endgame manual. And there's actually one of the books I I put in my, like, overrated videos or overrated books video. Um, to I, I did, do
1: actually. I, I did say that the endgame manual was a bit overrated, too. But uh, I feel that talking about Dvoretsky's work uh, in such fashion is a bit of a sacrilege and blasphemy. But uh, just, that's how I felt.
0: Right, right. And we'll probably get into it um, when we talk about uh, Dvoretsky more, but, yeah, like, uh, basically, yeah, so many people buy the Endgame Manual, and then it just collects dust, and then it's like, <laughs> they don't do anything with it, because it's just too, too technical.
1: Um mm. yeah, like, if someone asked me, name my favorite Dvoretsky book, I would definitely not say the Endgame Manual. That, that's my take on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely not the most enjoyable one. Very useful, very high level, and for strong players, like it's like a must read like probably ever, like most gems have probably read it you know but yeah not for yeah. not for the majority of, of folks out there that's that's my feeling mm.
1: um so All right, so you want me you want me to put something on that list too right
0: yeah uh to finish up on watson basically i i just loved his his book it just had a lot of like modern examples of of strong players um you know breaking these classic rules like not putting a knight on the side of the board and like uh, allowing doubled pawns for the initiative and really help crystallize this idea for me that chess is a mix of strategy and tactics and, and the, the concrete side will always find exceptions in the strategic side. And that's just very, very important in part. Uh, we have a question in the chat by lo- uh, about Logical Chess by Chernoff. So Logical Chess is a great book, but pre-2001. So we're only going to be talking about books 2001 and um, and forward Dor says pogchamps competitors L- ludwig and cutie cinderella have the end game manual are you serious <laughs> that's not real wow to them? okay well good, good luck to both of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah they win yeah they're gonna win easily <laughs> good good luck to both of
1: them holy cadooley all right uh Kostya, i'm going to do something uh that is borderline uh against the rules i'm going to introduce now one of my books uh, that is not on the list. And I'm quite surprised actually it's not on the list because I'm going to bring in now a very, very popular book. It's a very controversial book as far as I'm concerned, but mm-hmm. it's a very popular book. And so behold, Van Perlow's Endgame. Uh, Endgame Tactics. Yeah, absolutely. Van Perlo's Endgame Tactics. I can say a lot of things about this book, but saying that it's not brilliant would be a lie. So I insist that this book makes it to my list. So put Absolutely. it somewhere at the, at the bottom, please. I always say it when people ask me about it. I always say that one-puzzle endgame manual is or endgame uh, tactics is not an endgame book. It's a tactics book. And as long as you understand that you are not going to learn an awful lot about uh, endgames, but much more so about tactics, it's just a divine choice. Can I? Yeah, tenth, tenth will do me. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, no, I've so, read many
1: good things about this. It's on my wish list. I keep meaning to check it out. I haven't seen it, man. It's brilliant, and it's so funnily written too. Like the dude has a really cool sense of humor too. So it's and and also as a fellow chess coach, it's a magnificent source of material for teaching chess. Really, really good stuff.
0: Well, cool. no, that's yeah exactly why I was interested in because it looks like it has all these nice um tricks. So now yeah, for sure, I mean it was already high up, but for sure now like. <laughs> 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it, it is just unmissable, in my opinion. At, at points, it's overrated, especially if people think it's a, a brilliant book to learn endgames from, because it's not. But it's great for learning tactics and the tactical motives of endgames. Just
0: oh, yummy. All right, back to you, sir. Um, okay, so for me, uh, my number eight book. Um, yeah, very popular book. Uh, Chess Structures, a Grandmaster Guide. Uh, by grandmaster Mauricio uh, Flores Rios. Uh I'm a big fan of this one. Uh I think a lot of people really really enjoy it because it um basically shows all these typical positions and structures that we we often have to deal with like the Caro-Kann structure, King's Indian, Sicilian. Uh and it breaks down a lot of like the typical plans and ideas. This is, this is like the number one question, you know, in every like opening lab, every opening clinic. Uh, like Jan Gustafsson does it's like can you please explain the typical plans and ideas of like this one position and uh well Rios does it for like a bunch of different positions i mean it's hard to cover everything but he, he covers a lot and he shows ideas for white he shows ideas for black the games are really well annotated i think there's some exercises as well at, at the end of each chapter if i remember correctly but very very good book to learn like typical thematic ideas so i would encourage you guys check out check out the table of contents and if there's like positions that you play in the book uh, I think, one of- d- definitely like one of the most instructive books I've ever seen.
1: Uh, that, Kostya, you can extend it into my thing too, because I fully agree with you. So that- that is something that- where we overlap. Cool. Um,
0: well, where should we put it?
1: Right where it is. Okay. Or, I don't know. I'll put a number I three. think, Kostya, once- once we have the list, we, we will reconsider shuffling around, just like,
0: uh, Eugene used to do it, as he said. <laughs> That's totally fine. Totally fine okay um well then i guess okay i'll go to my number seven (laughs) dude you i swear to god you have the whole
1: list in your head already in fact you did before we started
0: yeah yeah am i I, right
1: or am i right well that was the idea Uh yeah just to man i'm figuring it out on the go and you are just shooting at me these numbers and books it's uh tough man (laughs) nah it's all good (laughs) It's all good. I did... I'm very curious to know what will make it
0: first on your list. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, I know. It'll be, it'll be interesting, an <laughs> interesting surprise. Um, again, we can, we can switch it up and uh, it's not like I put a ton of time. Actually, I, I just did it, like, literally in the last like half hour before we, we went live, so... Um, Fair. Yeah. Yeah, just to make sure that I actually had 10 books, I was gonna rank. <laughs> uh, okay. So, number seven for me... <laughs> um yeah along the same lines of uh i guess watson for me is this book by john nunn understanding chess move by move um so john Nunn mm-hmm. has, has written a number of well-known books uh this is the one that i connected with personally i read this one i think when i was around again like 1800 or so Uh. this was one of the first like real chess books i actually read like once i got interested in the game i like read my 60 memorable games and i think i read this one um, and it was really useful to introduce me to a number of concepts that are now just kind of like uh, I guess like fundamental like you know the role of initiative versus material when is it okay to sacrifice material um, using the two bishops how to play with like an open file just like all of these very typical things basically the way the book works is like it's 30 games they're all annotated and every single move is annotated it's like the modern day version of the the churn of books and Jonon is He's a really good author, in my opinion, just explains things very, very well. The games are really high quality. Um, and what I really loved is that he would show, um, kind of like Flores Rios does, like he, there was one game where he showed the power of a space advantage, and then the next game he shows, like, how a space advantage can go wrong, how to play against a space advantage. And so that was, again, very mm-hmm. useful to, to, to see, like, the balance side uh, of chess. There's always, always two sides to, like, every coin. Uh, Any thoughts on this book or John Nunn? Uh, definitely, man. Definitely the John Nunn's
1: book, I would rate very, very highly on this list. In fact, top three for the sole reason that that is the type of book that exactly that rating range that you just mentioned that 1800 should get into detailed analysis, thorough explanation, competent author, great examples. The whole shebang is just perfect. That is an ultimate chess book to go through from cover to cover. And on that note, Kostya, I know it's not on the list and I don't know if you know it, I don't want to put you on the spot again, but, um, there is a very similar book written by, um, Igor Stoll called, uh, 50 modern masterpieces or mm-hmm. something along the lines of that exact same structure. In fact, even the same publisher, 50 modern games analyzed really, really well, same concept probably a little bit deeper. So that's a step up, but uh, same story. But yeah, none is definitely top three for me for that reason, because it just has the lot in one book and that's something I really appreciate.
0: Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've I, seen the Stole book, um, but yeah. I haven't, haven't had a chance to to go through mm. it. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. I will put this at number three for you. Thank you, please. <laughs> Yeah,
1: instruct. Thank you, F. Woodbridge. It's uh, Instructive Modern uh, Chess Masterpieces. Yeah, that's right. That's the title. Uh, Kostya, we have got a very interesting uh, proposition in the chat, mm-hmm. saying that we should, could perhaps, uh, attach a minimum rating to each title. Absolutely. So, yeah, for the... For the Which is quite like- an interesting idea. I like that. Hard. I mean, it's very subjective, I suppose, but, uh, it would be good if it could.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think the Nun book, I would say, like, like 1600 and up is probably good. Yep, um, yeah, let's go with that. And uh, yeah, it'll be hard to include it in, in the chart, but yeah, we'll just... No, I, I reckon you should put it on the bottom, because there is more room in the bottom. On the bottom?
1: Yeah, why not? There is more room there, and then people can just, you know, look at that. Can't you fit that under after the titles? Oh it's too hot. Oh yeah, actually
0: I can put it here.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, by on the bottom.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh I'll just include some numbers of the books that we already discussed. Yep. Um that sixteen hundred plus. Yeah, you let me know if you disagree with any of these and we'll I don't know, we'll average them out or something. Chest structures, this was say 1600 plus, uh, Game Changer, yep. I don't know, I'm gonna go with 2000 plus for this one, just because, like, get to 2000 first, then you can study alpha Zero. <laughs> um, for end
1: Endgame Tactics, which is not on the list currently, you can also go 1600 plus, easy, cool. if down. you want to. Uh, there is another chat, Kostya, which I, chat question, which I don't know the answer to, are we gonna share the spreadsheet?
0: Um, I think we'll leave a link to the spreadsheet, maybe in um, the YouTube video that this will eventually be. Sure, sure. You guys can can look forward to that. Uh, we'll probably post a screenshot on on Twitter as well. Mhm. Sounds right. good. Okay. I guess time for number number six.
1: Okay. Um, um, you talk, sir.
0: I, I will just I'll just try to pick up whatever is left. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this one is gonna come. <sighs> okay, here we go. <laughs> this one's gonna come with a big, big caveat. <laughs> so, yeah, my number six book is the Endgame Manual, Divoretsky. Now, as far as authors go, I would probably put Divoretsky as like number one or two, like if I just had to rank authors. Um, but as oh, far yeah. as these specific books go, um, for me, I felt there's five books that I like more than the endgame manual. But let me just say the endgame manual is brilliant for very high-rated players. And Dvoretsky's series, um, some of which he wrote with Yusupov, I'm not sure which ones exactly, but like School of Chess Excellence, School of Future Champions, those books that are based on the lectures uh, that he did at like the Dvoretsky yusupov chess school, those are all brilliant. A personal favorite of mine actually is, um, let's see if I have it here, uh, yeah, Attack and Defense. Mm-hmm. Guys, I really like this one. I think this is just the one you know I read at the right time. Really helped me with just like my calculation, my dynamic decision making. Um, there's just a bunch of like fantastic uh, articles in here. Oh, this one does have Yusupov's name on it, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, that is the Yusupov series. Yep, yeah, that that is it. the one.
0: Um, but there's also articles in here from, like, uh, Dolmatov and, like, Blumenfeld, I think.
1: That's correct. It's, it's a collection of articles mostly by Dvoretsky students, including Dolmatov and, uh, some other dudes there, too. Um, Zyagintsev is a mm. notoriously frequently quoted player because he was also a Dvoretsky student there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Peter Swidler is quoted a lot in those books, too.
0: That's true. In fact, one of my favorite things about these books is that, like, they talk about, the sessions and like you know. Yes, exactly. Put I love that too. Yeah, when he tells when he tells that I set up this
1: position in a Bla blah blah training camp and then uh and he calls the players in their nicknames like uh Boba and whatever and Sasha, like he <laughs> it, it just sounds like such a family, i like a cool atmosphere. But yeah, he quotes players like Swidlers, Yaginsev. Matov, Yusupov, like absolute top, Dreyev even, like Dreyav. top GMs, and he yeah. just casually, casually talks about them as my, you know, my little students, my little pupils. Um, yeah, it's quite next level stuff.
0: Well, I think, you know, that's that's one of the things that makes the Retski maybe, maybe the best chess author of all time is that not just his content is so good, but I actually feel like he's a really good storyteller. Like I re- I like his autobiography as well, where he writes a lot of stories and just like talks mm. about chess, it's like really, really just fascinating read. So it makes it very engaging. There's a question about the yeah. analytical manual. So I read the analytical manual at the wrong time. I think I was definitely too weak for it. I was maybe 1900 or 2000 and like trying to work on my calculation. And then someone was like, oh, Dvoritsky, analytical manual. I was like, okay. And I tried some problems. It was just like impossible. And it's like, yeah, I just couldn't do it. So I never, I never got back to it. Yeah, there is a bit of a risk uh, in a number of, with a number of
1: titles on this list uh, where going in too soon is going to achieve the exact opposite effect of what we want, right. which is that you gain the largest amount of value out of the book. I think good examples of that on this list would be the Endgame Manual, which is a particularly hard book. Um, and since it's, I think, uh, my turn now anyway, I'm going to pick a book that I really like uh, on this list, which is, uh, Perfect your chest. Where is it, Kostya? I can't see it now. Did you remove it? Oh no, it's right there. Yeah, it's perfect there. your chest by uh, Volokitin and uh, Grabinski. I happen to have it here too. So let me show off again. Nice, nice. I also. Um, <laughs> so perfect your chest uh, looks like this. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. We're uh, big little fans pawn. Of this book, Jesse loves this little, book.
1: Yeah, little little pawn dude climbing the mountain, <laughs> and that is a book that definitely should not be your first or potentially even your second puzzle book that you go through. Mm -hmm. This is a next level up. So at least twenty hundred, maybe 21 thereabouts. Mm -hmm. Thereabouts. It's a magnificent collection of very, very carefully selected, very well-themed and structured puzzles. Many of them from the author himself, Volokitin. Um, And, um, they are really well explained actually too, which is quite surprising for a uh, puzzle book, but actually when you go to the solutions, I'm going to show you just a random page, this much text in a book that tells you about puzzles and their solutions means that you are in for a treat because half of the puzzle books out there will give you a diagram and the solution with the moves and zero words, and I am never, ever, I have never, ever been a fan of books that don't provide you at least some verbal instruction. Because if you have a question and you don't understand the solution and there is nothing there to explain what's going on, you are totally stuck. But that book is really, really brilliant. I really like that. I would like you, sir, to put that, uh, mm, yeah, I'm going to go with sixth purely because it, it goes for a limited uh, audience in terms of, uh, only being available for you know, for people who actually have reached a certain level. Um Some people would call it elitist, but we are not going there because we know that that would be incredibly <laughs> silly.
0: Yeah, um yeah, I'm totally with you on this book. Uh It's gonna be on my list as well. It's it's just like every strong player that has talked about this book is just like raved about it. Um Mainly, I, I think because the, like you said, the exercises are really well chosen. The solutions are very specific there's always one exact concrete solution and there for me was a really nice mix of like tactical and strategic elements it was always concrete but there was always uh, some elements of evaluation some of the more difficult problems actually you have to just yeah. evaluate the key position uh and, very
1: very much on the on the money sir uh, Kostya, yeah, we have got a question, which I really like. So I would like to get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheeseburgers man is asking us, uh, what about forcing chess move by Herton Charles or Charles Hurton? I never get that right. Um, and where does that fit now? I love that book. Mm. I personally think that that's a brilliant puzzle book. And, uh, if there was ever a puzzle book only list, I would have definitely put that top 10. I think that that book fits exactly before the uh, perfect your chess so if we make a food chain of uh, going from you know lower rating ranks to higher i would go forcing chess moves and when that's finished that's when you go to perfect your chess that would be the hierarchy for me your thoughts
0: um yeah i've only seen that book a little bit but from what i've seen i think it has some like really good problems definitely really good for calculation i'm totally with you before it's a magnificent book
1: yeah and also the other benefit of that book is that although at points the text is very annoyingly tediously repetitive Hmm. like the author has got this idea about uh he calls basically your tactical vision a computer eye and the expression of computer eye is probably written in that book about 700 times but apart from that the the verbal in the written instructions or explanations are also quite thorough and so that is a really good prep Prep to go into a book like uh, The Volokitin Imperfected Chess. Back to you, sir. Cool, cool.
0: Um, yeah, I appreciate you answering that because I just haven't read enough of the book, but it does seem like a good one, although challenging for sure. Mm. Um, okay, top five, here we go. Uh, my number five book uh, of books released since 2001. Actually, quick question from Dora. Can I ask both of you how much time you take on each problem and perfect your chess. Um, when I was working on it with a training partner, you know, we'd work on it, like, until we feel like we have a solution, but usually that would be like 10 to 20 minutes a position. Right, how do you feel, Andresh?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Oh. I agree with you. Like, uh, if, if it goes beyond the the, the the ten fifteen minute mark, I reckon there's a chance you won't be able to solve it. And then from there on, it becomes a futile effort. So I think that's sensible.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, some people, they, they go crazy, they're like, you just, you spend three hours on it, it doesn't matter, but yeah. no,
1: nah, that, yeah. nah, that's insanity. And also, that defeats the purpose, because the idea of solving a puzzle is that, imagine this is your chess game, right. how would you win? You don't have three
0: hours in a chess game, unfortunately. Yeah, so you're not, yeah, you're not exactly training the right skill there. So 10 Correct. to 20 minutes, Correct. and then it's it's just beyond your, your expertise, so just learn from the solution, <laughs> the time would be better spent.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. If you can't crack it in that time, it's probably time for looking for a hint or just altogether solve the problem and then understand what you didn't understand. Try to look for what part of it did you not calculate correctly or you didn't visualize or didn't even think about whatever that issue was.
0: Right, right, right. right. Um, okay, my number five book is a book I talk about a lot on this channel. Uh, and we've had the author on for a couple US Chess School lectures. Uh, Mastering Chess Strategy by Grandmaster Yohan Helstein. Um, so Helstein has written, I think, three books in this series. Uh, Mastering Chess Strategy, which is mainly about the middle game. Mastering Opening Strategy and Mastering Endgame Strategy. So those two books discussing the opening and endgame phases. Those two books are also very, very good and I enjoy them a lot. But this is kind of the main one that he's written, so I just use it here. I just think it's like an incredible um, book, like pound for pound. Yeah, pound for pound, the most chess out of anything on the list. I mean, it's a huge book. I have it here. I show it every once in a while. I mean, it's just like heavy. It's like 30 pounds, 600 pages. Um, like hundreds and hundreds of like instructive examples, and then like hundreds of exercises on top of that. And, and the examples are just like really well uh, chosen. And if you've seen Helstein's lectures on the U.S. Chess School, Uh, He writes exactly like he teaches. He just like shoots, (laughs) throws positions at you one after the other. Here's 10 positions of like good knight versus bad bishop. It's five positions of like this idea, five exercise like this idea. It's just like great for like um, strategic pattern recognition. Let's put it like that. Um, So I'm, yeah, huge, huge fan of these books.
1: I will have to be honest with you, Kostya. It's one of the to-do things for me. I have not read that book and I've heard very, very good things about it.
0: Well, yeah, no, especially, um, yeah, for, for coaches, actually, I think just great material, um, suggested rating, uh, great question. I'm going to put this one, uh, at our 1600 plus group. Um, cause I think it is definitely very accessible for a wide range of players, but it's, I would say like, should probably read something like reassess your chess, maybe before you read mastering chess strategy, if you are really, really new to like uh, positional chess and and, and uh, strategic concepts. But yeah, for a wide range of players, I think it would be good. Um, I have not read the Tisdale book improve your chess now, but I have heard uh, very good things about it.
1: Yeah, neither have I. Um. Okay, your next book, please. All right, so let's go with uh, Positional Decision Making in Chess by the one and only Boris Gelfand. Holy cow, this is a a tough one to talk about again for very, very similar reasons to um, Dwarotsky's uh, Endgame Manual. I think that this book is an absolute masterpiece, but um, it definitely can't make my top three because the accessibility of the content, by which I mean that it's really a difficult book. I mm. read that book and about 50% of the book, I felt that I was pushed to my limits, mm. right? And I am, I don't wanna brag, you know who I am, I am an international <laughs> star. right? So that's, that's what I am, no more, no less. And I read the book and at points I felt like Yep. I totally get it. In fact, that's the move I reckon is best. He's recommending it. And, um, I still, am not sure why we are winning this game, Mm -hmm. but, um, despite of this, it it is a very, very thoroughly analyzed book. And that is always a quality that I look for books, the thorough analysis, the lines provided, the explanation provided in terms of these things, the book is extremely rich and very highly, recommended for that reason alone. Needless to say that we are talking about one of the greatest players of all time, especially if we discount uh, world champions, it's uh, mostly his own games. So we really get an insight into the top end, the absolute top of the food chain of what chess feels like, looks like when you are playing it against the best of the best and how you make decisions and how you plan your games out. It's a very difficult book. Uh, In fact, I would say that the vast majority of viewers uh, who are listening to us here would probably find it that uh, it's uh, they would be out of their depth and I can probably understand that. But once you get there, I would say at least 2,200 you. What do you reckon?
0: That that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, the Gelfan book is brilliant. Um I recently did a review on, on the new one, technical decision-making, but I also talked about this one as well and how good it was. Mm. Um But yeah, I'm with you. I think short of 2,200, it's probably hard to extract all the value in the book. As interesting as it is, it might be more practical um, books out there for-,
1: for most Yeah, there's an interesting question that cost is saying, how many uh, chess books do you think Carlsen and Super GMs read? I know for a fact that Carlsen has read them all. Like, <laughs> I don't want to sound stupid, but like Carlsen, I know for fact that he reads chess books like it was, that his life depended on it, so a lot. Right. A lot. And, and I think that generally speaking, chess players are chess book lovers. That's my experience. Anyway, we are a special breed of people who love dearly the books about our own, uh, discipline, more so probably than in any other discipline. Like I, 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 you know, I do a fair bit of tennis and I do know people who work in different levels of tennis and I don't really see them too much reading tennis books. But chess players and chess books, they are inseparable.
0: Absolutely
1: inseparable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the modern books, I imagine they are not as interested in those, but, like... um, uh, Except Carlson, like, I'm I'm totally with you. I feel like Carlson just reads every, Like, he just goes to the bookshop and just, like, absorbs books.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Photographic memory. (laughs) Totally, yeah. he's, He's just next level. He's just next level.
0: But yeah, I feel like all the top players um, that I've heard talk about books, they're like, yeah, they they basically read all the classics. Uh, They often mention My Great Predecessors, you know, they just read like cover Mm -hmm. to cover. So yeah. Um, Okay, some good questions in the chat. Um, How to decide what books you can read without a board? Hmm, I think that just depends on how the book is printed and how many diagrams it has.
1: Yeah, I I answered that in the chat. Uh, I recommended puzzle books. That's an easy answer Mm. because that's basically the only genre where you almost certainly shouldn't play out stuff before you actually go through it in your head.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Is there a book that focuses on how far ahead you should uh, calculate and how many variations you should see? That's a really interesting question. So I would say there are some books that do a really good job of telling you exactly what you're supposed to have seen. Um, one example is uh, the Agard book, Excelling at Chess Calculation. There's this test at the end, like 100 problems, and he, give you, he gives you points. He just says, like, if you saw this line, you get this many points. If you saw this line, you get this many points. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that was really cool. I think the woodpecker method also does it. They have these like little check marks, where like these are the variations you have to see if you want to consider yourself having completed yeah. uh, the problem. Um, but I'll say that a great way to Learn this Dritman is actually to go through game collections, because like a really good game collection, uh, especially by the player uh, writing about their own games, is going to talk about exactly what they saw and when, and that, that I think is going to be really instructive. Mm.
1: Yep. Um, well spoken, sir. You didn't need me for this video.
0: Thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to move on here. Um, I'll look up one thing real quick. Okay, cool. Um, all right, moving on to number four. Actually, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I just have Gelfin at number four. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. It's a brilliant book. Um, that's funny. I'll <laughs> say... And, uh, definitely advanced only for 2200 plus, but if you are 2200 plus, I think it's really profound. Just a lot of great chapters in there. He talks about Rubenstein, how to play, uh, with the space advantage, how to squeeze your opponent just, yeah, a lot, a lot of great stuff. One of the most brilliant books in recent years. And, uh, of course, um, we should say that it's a book written by a uh, top player, which is not something yeah. we can say, uh, for most of these.
1: Correct. Yeah. And that's a very important thing to note.
0: Yeah. It's very rare um okay oh your yeah turn, you got some spots
1: yeah your turn my turn i picked down and one of uh, the gaffin one but i will pick another one uh and um i already am telling you that i'm going to do a bit of reshuffling <laughs> that's fine but um i'm going to put 100 end games you must know somewhere very high up and i'll tell you why in fact Probably I'm going to commit one of the greatest blasphemies of uh, my chess existence by rating it higher than the Dvoretsky Endgame Manual. But I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing that. The reason why I'm doing that is, is because The 100 Endgames You Must Know is a very easily digestible, yet super important book in terms of discussing truly 100 endgames that you really and truly need to know in order to become a better player than what you were before you knew these endgames. They are easily understandable and they are super important. Like I'm keep on repeating myself, but what you find there is the core of what you need to know in end games. You can't possibly understand uh, and play end games well like a lot of my students come to me saying that, yeah, I know these theoretical end games, but I really don't get how to play an end game where we need to find a plan. We need to strategize and eventually try to grind it down where we land in a theoretically winning end game. Now for you, or for people who don't know these, um, hundred end games that you must know, you are basically just, uh, holding a knife and stabbing in the dark anytime you play an end game, because you don't know what you're playing, for what you're playing towards. And so I think that of all endgame books, if you ever want to get a start somewhere where it gives you something that you can use for the rest of your life, hundred end games, you must know comes first in my book. That was a bad figure of speech, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, for that reason, I will put it somewhere in my top three. I wanted to have an end game book there and I wanted to have one there that is really widely accessible. Because hmm. the Tuareti book, as much as we agree that is it is a work of a genius, 80% of people who play chess now around the world find it like it's written in Chinese Mandarin, literally. <laughs> Whereas a hundred end games, you must know is something that you either really need to get into, or if you are past that point, you still go like, without that, I wouldn't be the player I am now. So I, I don't think that you can avoid Uh, something like a hundred end games. You must know in your chess career, if you want to be a better player.
0: Awesome. And what, um, what would be the minimum rating you assign for that? Let's go with our 1600 bottom. What do you reckon? uh that's fine with me yeah i'm I'm a fan of this book as well actually i've been working on it myself in chessable because i don't know everything in the book (laughs) and it's it's really actually i I will be
1: honest with you i very much underestimated the book in terms of oh yeah just another uh you know lucena and philidor positions and then let's get out of here and then i looked at some in fact there is a video um i don't know if we can talk about it but uh a certain famous uh youtuber and uh content creator and a certain famous chess world champion take the 100 uh, end games you must know test
0: yeah yeah no we can talk about yeah this is uh, john bartholomew and magnus yeah
1: (laughs) exactly so magnus magnus takes the 100 end games test and uh it's quite uh something to watch how he handles and tackles them so yeah it is a brilliant book go for it It,
0: no i i'm with you um it, it was interesting actually one like, my small criticism, actually, of this book is that I feel like some of the endgames get a little bit too technical. They start encroaching into, like, Divaretsky end endgame territory. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe there are other, like, slightly easier endgames to include instead. I'm not sure, but definitely I'm with you. Like, very, very accessible book. Uh, it's not going to go on my list, but I was really close to, um, to ranking it. I just felt like it wasn't quite iconic enough as like the in-game manual. Um Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. But uh it's definitely very 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 much up there for me. I also want to give a shout out. I didn't realize book has been was published since 2001, but um Silman's endgame book I also think is really really good. And if you're mm. someone below the 1600 range and you're feeling left out, I do apologize, but I would say uh Silman's complete endgame book is perfect for Anyone starting below uh, 1600 or below 1600, because uh, it really starts from the, the very, very basics and then works your way up to, let's say, a 2,000 level or so uh, of endgames games. Um, but that one is also really, really good. Um, OK. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're getting into into the top three. Uh, oh yeah, I, I gotta say, I was shocked that Magnus didn't know the rule of the square. That's crazy to me i don't believe that he must have i, I never
1: it. believed that he's read nah, so never, many chess books how is it possible
0: <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> i i think he was showing off I, I i mean i don't want to sound arrogant but as soon as he said it
0: i'm yeah maybe but trolling nah, a bit maybe because because then he made a like he made a video about the rule of the square he's like let me show you the secret as if he was like genuinely impressed that was that was bizarre because that's something that... yeah
1: i i i always went like yeah dude you are just i mean he did say that he always calculates it which i do believe but i'm like yeah
0: nah i'm not buying that Hmm. now the key squares thing that he just he probably knows by a different name um where because yeah
1: that's 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 very typical of uh what background you come from right because if you leave read books in your native language which i certainly have done so for a very big chunk of my chess playing career as in reading books in hungarian those terminologies get translated and the translation may differ slightly from the original versus the English versus your own language. So mm-hmm. I, I can totally get that, how key squares would be called different things.
0: Yeah, but like, yeah, not knowing, yeah, the rule of the square, that very surprising. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I am not a believer of
0: that, but it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, well, top three, here we go. Uh, my number three book, actually let me just say guys um there are a couple books that are not gonna hit my list um mainly because i just haven't read them or spent enough time with them and i'll just quickly give them a shout out before we go into the top three but um small steps to giant improvement shanklin's book i've heard some amazing things but i just haven't had the time to go through it so i won't be ranking that one um the anon files very very interesting book i have it i bought it i'm like it's actually been on like my my bed table because it's like it seems like such an interesting book. Uh I'm not gonna rank it just because I haven't read enough of it to to truly say how, how good it is. Um and then uh Move First Think Later by Willie Hendricks. Another very interesting book. A lot of people love the book. I've I've seen some of it, like I, I think it's a really interesting book, but again, just haven't read enough of it to um to include it on my list. So I just wanna say those seem like really, really good books, but I can't just can't rank them. Okay number three for me is uh perfect your chess by Volokitin. i just think this is like as far as like puzzle books go like every book should just strive to be like this book but for different levels so this is like a great book for advanced players but like just the way it was written the puzzle selection um uh no classics in the book it's all like modern games so they're not going to be like famous combinations you recognize but just like modern games modern players very practical realistic positions um positions you can see yourself being in time trouble in like a critical moment you got to find the best move there's exactly one right idea and uh this book it just it does a great job of like uh, training you how to do it i feel like so many players like read this book on their way from like 2200 to like IM or gm uh me being one of them for me i think i was like 21 2200 feet a and then i read the book and you know worked really hard after that of course but yeah ended up seeing a lot of improvement in, uh, in my calculation level. Okay. Over to you, Andres.
1: All right. Uh, this is, uh, at the time when I need to introduce books that you haven't put on the list and I don't mean to embarrass you and I'm sorry that I'm bending, but we can't go good. without this. Uh, and I actually had to check the date of the publishing of this book because I was really worried that it wouldn't make it and it's 2003. So. Hereby I introduce, uh, Vlastimil Janza's absolutely magnificent Dynamics of Chess Strategy. One of my favorite chess book of all times. Now, if you are unfamiliar with it, Kostya, uh, it's basically a collection of openings, actually. That's the best way to put it. A collection of openings that he analyzes through mostly his own games and goes very deeply into middle game analysis. It's a really, really difficult book to read. Again, if you are below a certain rating level, which I would throw around 2000, but it's one of the most profoundly enlightening and uh, educational books I have ever seen. And again, I'm going to repeat myself random page, Look at the level of explanation. Look at how much text is there. This is a book you can learn from when there is this much writing between moves and diagrams. The book has got a zillion diagrams, a lot of in-depth lines, and just a, an absolutely beautiful introduction to what Vlastimil Jansa describes as dynamic chess. And there are other, another reason why it's brilliant is because the openings that it discusses are vastly openings that I would recommend to anyone to play at any given time of their career, mostly by answer again. And uh, indeed the feature that collects these openings together or combines them together is the dynamic nature of them. He doesn't play rigid structures in almost any opening, or even if he does, it comes from openings where he also is allowed to go into other structures. So he talks about lots of Ruy Lopez variations, lots of Grimfeld, lots of Sicilians, and a few other responses to E4. But overall, it's just a beautiful collection of games, uh, play for a same theme or same opening very, very thoroughly analyzed. I know this book inside out. I've read it back to front up the time and I still enjoy just grabbing it and reading it. So the only thing I want to mention about this book is, is again, that at least 2000 is what I would say is uh, a good level for it.
0: Very cool. Um, Okay. Dynamics of Chess uh,
1: Strategy. There you guys have it. Yeah. If you don't, if you haven't seen this book, Kostya. Yeah, oh, I'll have to check it, it out. On. Yeah. You must, you mu- absolutely must. Yeah. I haven't uh, even I heard think, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is an absolute masterpiece, man. Uh, really, really, really awesome book. But, uh, because if I don't want to ruin your list, um, what is there? Well, the, the, it's such a pity we can't pick from the series, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm making my life harder. I haven't read Think Box. Yeah, I haven't read that one. So I, w- I will go back to you now about the rest of my gaps. How is that?
0: Um, Wait, where did you want to put it for now?
1: Well, if you put my, my book for Dynamics of Chess Strategy, it's definitely top three.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So if you are happy to add it to the list. Sure. Um, we'll put it at number then, one for now yeah yep yeah.
0: that's all
1: so uh cool. like i yeah like I said uh chess strategy uh by Yanza, two thousand if you wanna have a rating sort of limit to it
0: nice um yeah uh i I know a lot of people mention the uh other Jaanza book actually the only one I've heard of uh the best move that he wrote with uh Blasimil hort uh Jesse's a huge fan of that book
1: right, I'm pretty sure that then Jesse would know this one too uh. Oh y- yeah,
0: good.
1: Janza is, is a great author.
0: No, I'll have to check it out 100. Um, so sounds awesome. Yeah, guys, I will. Uh, I'll share the spreadsheet just at the end of the stream. I'll have. Uh, I'll just try to make it public, and I'll do my best. You guys will see it. <laughs> um, okay, we got two more spots to go. My number two book uh, on this list is going to be uh, "Pump Up Your Rating" by Axel Smith. Um, so Axel has now wrote a couple of really interesting books. We have Pump Up Your Rating, which I think was his first big one, if I'm not mistaken. And then he also wrote The Woodpecker Method, which a lot of people uh, are familiar with. And um, recently he also wrote an opening book called E3 Poison. Uh, but Pump Up Your Rating is the uh, it's kind of his first book. And this is a book that's like all about chess improvement. It's basically like a bunch of practical advice... Uh, In one book, he goes into a lot of topics, talks about how to work on like your tactics and calculation, discusses how to analyze your games and um, look for patterns of mistakes. Uh, Actually, I should uh, go into that a little bit more because it's very impressive. I think what he does there, he talks about like how to learn openings and like prepare variations, even like talks about like how to use chess base and like engines and get the most out of that. It was like all around very, very complete work. Um, I would probably set it at uh, 1800 and up. I just think it's very well written, really, really cool examples, very modern games. He shows a lot of his own games, games of his students, his friends, just that he kind of has like a good understanding uh, of. And uh, in particular, the chapter on like analyzing your own games. I think he explains it really well because people always talk about the importance of analyzing your games. And some coaches will even go further and say like, well, what you're doing is you're looking for like patterns of mistakes, like similar mistakes that you're making. uh, So you can kind of correct for those. And then what Axel does is he goes and he actually shows examples of this. He like shows some students like here's some students that had like this problem, and here's like what we did with them, and like here's some games you know, six months later, and he shows this like progression. It's just really, really interesting stuff um to to read and I think he even i remember it's been a while, but like I think he even um tests the reader he like he gives you some games and he's like, look through these games and see if you can identify some patterns. Are uh, like typical mistakes, and then he like talks about like what he sees, and I thought that was a really interesting way. So it's just kind of like a blueprint guide of working on your chess, and um yeah, overall just really really high quality book. I'm a fan of the Woodpecker Method as well. I would include it very close um, if if we didn't have this book up here already. I think that's an- another really really good puzzle book. Maybe one notch below Forcing Chess Moves. That'll be our food chain. <laughs> Woodpecker yeah, Woodpecker Method. Yeah, I agree. Forcing yeah. Chess Moves and then perfect your chest. And then under woodpecker method, there's some, some room there um, as well. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to say, Kostya, that uh, can you please put um, secrets of modern Chess strategy on uh, my seventh spot? Because I forgot to ask you to put it on my list as oh, well. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I have, I've got a gap there too. Thank
0: you. Okay. And now we have, <laughs> we have two spots left. We have your number nine spot. Do you want to add another book and then my number my number one book
1: no i, w- I want to hear number one first i'm very curious <laughs> now go ahead
0: all right well some of you might have figured it out by process of elimination because i mentioned there are some books that i haven't read on this list um yeah my number one book is what i feel is the best book of the modern series of aggard books uh grandmaster preparation and that's going to be thinking inside the box so i read this book I think maybe not like right when it came out but but pretty soon after it came out like a couple of years ago um like 20 i want to say 2017 2018 um and i read it a few years ago whoops keep messing this up and this book is actually very similar to pump up your rating in the sense that um, it, it it's all about chess improvement and it offers to give a lot of like practical advice like how to work every single aspect of your game and if we talk a lot about um jacob Agard on on this channel i mean he just has like these really really good books we also mispronounce his name all the time i'm so sorry <laughs> about that but um if you're looking for like one book that kind of contains like all of his like wisdom and 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 knowledge and insight this would be the one uh to get because the rest of the series he has like a book on Calculation positional play, strategic play end game play, his previous series excelling at chess, I think is also very very good and I would say if you're um, you're under two thousand, I would go for the excelling at chess series if you're above two thousand I would go for the GM preparation series and uh, basically thing inside the box just has like almost all of his teachings, kind of like under one book, so obviously he talks about how to work on your calculation and improve your solving talks about like strategic decision making and like end games and goes into openings as well um actually yeah like the pump of your rating book he uh, i think his friend niklos um all right uh, probably getting his name wrong neutralis um writes a big chapter in the book about like using chess base and engines and like working with the engine uh but uh, Agard also talks about like psychological topics uh like the idea of the growth mindset and why that's very important to improving your chess talks about like just the psychology of chess improvement the psychology of competitive chess I mean there's so many things uh that go into becoming a strong player and I think this book covers almost all of them so to me it's just like such a great read so fascinating like lots of great examples too obviously shows positions from the games of his students and like a lot of these people are just top GMs now like Shanklin and Ganguly and all these other guys. They're very, very similar to, like, you know, Dvoretsky books, um, and just, yeah, overall, pound for pound, great book. I think I've read it twice now, probably read it again. So <laughs> yeah, my favorite. This, if this was one book I would tell Andras to read, uh, this would be it.
1: Yeah, which I haven't done, so you <laughs> put me on a very awkward spot now. Now, sir, I need to ask you a question. Yep. When you did the previous book set, did you use the book by Ermolinsky called Road to Chess Improvement? That was on our list, yeah. Because it's a 1999 book, and I wanted to bring it up in this discussion, but then I realized that it's 1999.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think, uh, I'm not sure if Jesse and David ranked it that highly, but I think it ended up being number 10. We averaged out our rankings.
1: Yeah, was- right, okay. I, I really appreciate that, that book. I think it, it, it's a great one.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, to fill up the my gap, we are going to put um pump up your rating on my list as well. Sure. And I'm going to now uh start reshuffling. Absolutely. If uh that is cool with you, sir.
0: Yeah, yeah, what, what do
1: uh, I want to do. I'm going to go with my number 1 book on this list just to be the party paper or to ruin the show. I'm going to shoot up understanding chess move by move by none to number one. And I'm going to tell you the reason behind that. The reason behind that is because that book offers two things that I really, really like about chess books in general. One is that it caters for a fairly wide audience. So you can actually begin appreciating that book as per indicated rating. I don't think we have allocated one. Yes, we did 1600, sorry, but even if you are a 2000 rated player, there is a lot in that book for you to take away from. The other aspect why I really like it is because it covers all the main facets of the game. So you will get some opening knowledge out of it. You will get tremendous middle game knowledge out of it. And there are some games that go into end games where he also discusses end game technique, if not so deeply, but still it's there. And so, alongside with the beautifully detailed analysis and the usual very high quality analysis from john nunn that is going to be my number one book my number two i would like you to do this for me and i know that this is a bit of an iffy move because you haven't read the book but i want yanza to be second
0: totally fine uh right here
1: yeah uh, two and three around please and I want you to swap around my perfect chess with positional decision-making. Okay. And that is going to be me. Sorry, Kostya, I made you work so hard.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> this is good. Uh, wait, so this is your list. This is my list. Oh, very cool. Okay, so people might be confused by the Deveretsky thing here. I guess we didn't really decide on this one, um, because
1: we, we... Yeah, put both... the, end- the, end- the endgame's manual. It's only fair if we, uh, if we go with as many identical titles as possible, so please do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Basically, we'll just say, yeah, like, it's not our favorite Dvoretsky book, personally, but it's kind of the most highly yeah, regarded I say- one.
1: I second you on everything about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Wow, well, here you, here you go, guys um let me let me see if i can share this real quick i know you're gonna folks will want the link um copy anyone with the link sweet okay there we go oh that's what it should have been earlier all right guys so here's the the link to the spreadsheet if you want to check it out Um yeah well this has been very very interesting again we apologize for all the books that we left out there's always comments on youtube how come you didn't mention this yeah yeah, i know <laughs> that outrage <it. laughs> um oh yeah let's talk about the series uh for a little bit um i included these here just so people didn't feel like um they were being left out um yep but uh basically it's hard to just judge you know one of the books out of all this like the Kasparov books for example my great predecessor is like four or five books i mean they're all very very good and um yeah it's hard for one book to compete with like a whole series of books all these series are amazing the use books a lot of people mention those uh i really like those for from a lot of my students The devretzky school uh, uh the Devretsky books also brilliant Agar books brilliant i don't even want to rank them they're all they're all just very very good i don't know if you had any extra thoughts on those
1: Uh, I do, uh, Kostya, funnily enough, like always. Um, anytime someone asks me about my favorite chess book, or if you could take only one book to a deserted island for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I always say that's going to be my great predecessors, which is obviously a cop-out and a cheap Mm -hmm. answer, because by that, of course, I mean the lot, not one of them, but the series, because that is just, again, everything that I love about chess books. It's the in-depth explanations. Actually, it even has brilliant stories, the analysis, um, lots of diagrams, lots of magnificent games written by the greatest legend of all times. Like what else can you ask from, from a chess book than that? So if I could uh, name one title that would come with me to a deserted island, it's definitely my great predecessors no doubt
0: you know i'm with you yeah if i had to choose one of these because that one is the most has the most stories and like yeah uh like thought-provoking material whereas the others are are going to be more more exercise based actually more like positions for for solving my one gripe with kasparov actually is just that i felt like they went a little bit overboard with like the search for the truth uh in the book
1: oh yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like criticizing Steinitz for miscalculating every single line is a bit harsh considering, you know, that uh, the time when he lived and yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to judge things, uh, you know, through the lens of uh, the 21st century when, you know, things were far less developed and people knew next to nothing about opening theory and all that stuff. I agree with you, but at the same time, I feel like it was part of, you know the mission to get to the bottom of okay this is a very famous game and we all teach it but how sound was it actually so i but in that sense it's handy to know but it's also good to know about what percentage of task sacrifices were actually at least remotely sound
0: no actually that kind of speaks to um a different point i i think i would on that one i would think like honestly um i feel like that criticism gets thrown around too much when people Will analyze um, like a Chernov book, for example, and they'll find all these like computer mistakes. I feel like that's kind of missing the point because I think the words are going to be instructive, even if the moves weren't objectively um, always sound, or even if the notes contain some like analytical mistakes. Um, But uh, so, actually, yeah, I I feel like it's definitely not fair to criticize players using like modern engines.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I think think it's it's, it's not necessarily the right thing to do. And you know, like science is a thing that constantly evolves, you know, like uh, Newton's uh, scientific views have been partly refuted by modern science. So does it mean that the guy is a tool? On the contrary, he was an absolute genius. Yeah. So yeah, like everything needs to be understood uh, in a historical context. And so back in the day when Tah played and back in the day when Steinitz and Lasker played, they were the, the geniuses of the time. And they need to be respected for that the exact same fashion uh, as if, you know, we were back in the late 1800s.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I actually I should clarify I, I don't feel like Kosparov, um, I didn't get the sense that he's like criticizing these players. I think. Um... Oh, not. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think it's more just like okay, objectively, this move is a mistake, and this is what was better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my feeling is like when I'm going through these books and the um the variations just get like super super deep. For me, I I lose a lot of the instructive value there personally, and so, um, I would say like the the way to go through the Kasparov books, in my opinion, is to like read the material and and go through the games, but then don't get too bogged down in all of the analysis. Number one, even the engines that they use are actually by now outdated. So I'm sure Kasparov himself, uh, or I'm yes, sure his engine, yeah. you know, missed a bunch of stuff. But um, but I would say, yeah, just like focus on like the notes and the the actual verbal annotations. This is the most the most useful stuff.
1: Yeah, I would like to add my personal take on the Aga books. Sure. Just to butcher his name even further. <laughs> um, I have got his excelling at uh, tactical or calculating or whatever it's called. And I have got the excelling at positional chess. And my personal take on this, and I did talk about it in my book videos is that they are actually of very different value. Those two books I considered his excelling at uh, tactical chess or calculating, I can't remember Mm -hmm. to be absolutely fabulous. And the examples were very carefully and well-selected, whereas I don't know. I I don't want to criticize the guy because he's one of the greatest authors of modern chess. But with uh, excelling at positional chess, I felt like he just didn't know what to say, and he just dumped on you like a hundred examples of why to move, (laughs) and then that's it. Like there was not really a lot of depth and explanation in terms of why is that move, you know, great in positional sense. I found that book extremely lacking in the explanation department, whereas the excellent calculation was just really, really great. Having said that, it's always easier to write a book about puzzles because that's all about tactics, which needs far less explanation than positional chess. Uh-huh. But I think that there, he fell short, especially by his own standards, which are admittedly very, very high.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I'm not even sure if he would disagree with you because he does seem to be pretty self-critical of his own, of his own books. Um, I'm totally with you like excelling at chess calculation, fantastic book. That was one that I read cover to cover when I was uh, much lower rated and I felt was really useful just explaining like the mechanics of calculation and, and the different uh, techniques and, and thought processes you should have. It does feel like, um, Agard is kind of, let's say better at explaining the like concrete tactical side of things. Cause I feel like he, when it comes to calculation, he, he does a great job of explaining like exactly what the process is supposed to be like because you obviously you never know what the solution is or what the solution looks like but he kind of like breaks it down for you in a very very crisp ways and, and what you're supposed to be doing um mm-hmm. but uh, i haven't spent too much time with excelling at positional chess i think i kind of just superficially looked at it later and like yeah, i looked like you know normal examples but uh, i hear what you're saying okay well very important question will you two make more collabs i hope so <laughs> that would be awesome we would be happy to have you back the yeah,
1: channel yeah thank you I, i'm okay. excited about the collabs, so sure sure
0: sweet and make sure to, to follow uh, andres guys on on youtube we have his channel linked there um he makes a bunch of great videos so i'm sure you guys can can take okay. uh, a ton of value from that uh, i think that's actually going to wrap it up for this episode of dojo talks modern books <laughs>